Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. So good to be with you yet again for what I would describe as a potapalooza. What, what? Yeah, we recorded our Great British Bake Off episode for Patreon today. Let's just say it was Mexico week, and we had thoughts. <laughs> oh, boy. And they had nary a clue. Oh, my gosh. If you want to hear someone say Pico de Gallo. No, Pico de Calo. He didn't even say the G. Yeah. He said Calo, Pico de Calo. Paul Hollywood. <laughs> he's, the, he's, the, he's the judge. Well, look. <laughs> He made the baking people make tacos, which is, anyway, whatever. Go to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure and you can hear us talk about every episode. Uh, In addition to our regular Patreon episodes, we're really just cranking out the Patreon content. Welcome back, Dory Shafrir. Thank you so much. You had a restful weekend or a fun weekend or where would you put it in the span Um, of weekends? I would say fun, Mm -hmm. restorative, Mm. Um, not restful i barely slept friday night not surprising you like henry and i have discussed you're a delicate sleeper i'm a delicate sleeper you need a lot of it saturday night i had a little better handle on things and i got a decent amount of sleep mm. so hard to guess what would be your problem when you are someone who sleeps with earplugs and an eye mask well i think part of the problem was i played poker until midnight Oh, you couldn't wind down. I was pretty amped. Yeah, just the adrenaline. Yeah, and so, you know, I got back. You're just stacking everybody at the table, running some crazy bluffs, catching some big hands, having a good time. I was catching some big hands, and I was having a good time. I'm not great at bluffing. I I was saying to someone else, I need to get better. I feel like, in general, my game is pretty good, but I need to get better at betting and bluffing. Do you know what you do? What? Pretend you have the best hand. 
mm-hmm. mentally in your head and act as you would accordingly. I like that. That's all. Like I'm too cautious as a better. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you could use that table image to really rake people over the coals. Um, but I did that 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 Friday night game. I had I had some good some good hands. Um. Anyway, so I think that was part of the problem. I was like kind of amped up. The other problem was I'd meant to bring my pillow and I forgot. Oh no! And you so, are someone who writes them. I would describe your packing list as thorough. It was thorough, and it was just like a last minute thing, and I just forgot, and so. I wasn't that comfortable. I'd brought a pillow for under my knees. That's interesting. And like I'd remembered that pillow. So I ended up moving that pillow to under my head and I rolled up a towel and I put that under my knees. Yeah. Um, Does the job. And I do think I like finally nodded off at some point. And then at one point I was like, I was, I was asleep. I was dreaming and I could God, hear. I would hate to be your cabin mate, not knowing about your night terrors. Oh, people know. Everyone knows about my night terror. I see. Okay. Um, and I heard people talking, and that woke me up. But like, where did you actually hear people talking? Well, that's the thing. I don't know. <laughs> I think I did. You did. You know. I think I did, but I also the other day she woke up panicked because she forgot to do something to the lemon tree we don't have. Yeah, we don't have a lemon tree. We have yeah. a grapefruit tree. Um. So anyway, blah blah blah. Saturday night, I was like, okay, I'm going to just, I'm going to be a lot more chill. I'm not going to play poker till midnight. I'm not going to play poker at all. Like, well, in the last couple hours of, you know, in the last few hours of the night, I played some afternoon poker. Didn't do that well. Um, I don't care for an afternoon sesh. Yeah. You know what? It wasn't my vibe. Mm-mm. Um, and I put on the white noise machine. I'd forgotten to put it on Friday night because I normally don't sleep with white noise. But I think the combination of white noise, earplugs, eye mask, better pillow situation, and a chiller evening helped me fall asleep. The doy? Of course you'd fall asleep better. Look, I'm just sharing. All of those things. I'm just sharing what, what worked for me. Understood. So, it, so, in, so in conclusion... I don't feel rested. I'm in fact, I'm exhausted and like, can't wait to go to sleep tonight. Um, but I had a great weekend and it was great to see some friends that I don't get to see that often. Mm -hmm. Um, the way the cabins worked out, one of the women in our cabin at the last minute, she tested positive for COVID. Mm -hmm. So, and we already had a small cabin. So what ended up happening was my friend Elizabeth and I were the, like the cabins were kind of split into three rooms of four with two sets of bunk beds. Yeah. And Elizabeth and I were the only people in one of the rooms. So we like had our own room and we were both on the bottom bunk. You each had, oh God, you have to be on the bottom yeah, bunk, well, huh? Yeah, um, on the, you, they, they have you fill out this like bunk request form and they ask you like, do you want to be in like a party bunk or do you want to be in like a go to sleep bunk or are you kind of like in the middle? And then they also ask you like, do you need a bottom bunk? And I always say yes, Mm -hmm. because like if I had a night terror in a top bunk, that could be very bad. (laughs) Um, So anyway, we were both on the bottom bunk. And so it was nice. We kind of had our own little room and like I've, I've gone away with Elizabeth before. She knows about my, she knows all about my sleep issues. Your accoutrements. My accoutrements. She also sleeps, by the way, she also sleeps with earplugs and an eye mask. So she is Great. like on board and she's on board with a white noise. So um, yeah, we were, we were complimentary sleepers. Nice. So that was good. That's good. Um, I mean, there were like some cabins that were up till three in the morning and that would not be good for me. Mm. I would probably... I mean, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I'm, I, I can go both ways. I can go I know, 5 a.m. You really can go both ways. Or 9 p.m. Right. Just, uh, just matter. Just whatever's what's happening, you know? I hear you. I mean, last yeah. time I was in Vegas, I went to bed at like 10 because I had to golf in the morning. Mm. And then like the time before that, I think I was up till 7. Wow. That's a real swing. It is funny when I text you, I'm going to bed, and I know that you're just about to wake up. Yeah. Um, How was your weekend with Henry? 
Henry and I had a good time. Seemed like you got some good, like, dad bonding, dad son bonding. In. I don't need dad son bonding. We're bonded. I know you are. I we've, just meant we've, like. We've, we've concluded our bonding. <laughs> and now we uh, actively participate in each other's lives. I know. In, in a really nice way. You, like, went out for lunch. Well, that's not true. We stopped for lunch after T-ball. There's a difference. Okay. We were already out. Sure. And I said, Henry, we're going to stop at a restaurant. And he said, you want to eat at the restaurant? Oh, wow. Okay. And I said, okay. He has expressed a desire recently to eat at a restaurant again. Um, I think he just likes having his own cup with a straw. Oh, yeah, maybe. It's not like he doesn't have his own cup at home, though. I know, but you know, he feels fancy at the... So also, did- like, I let him watch Mickey while we were waiting for the food. Wow. Because it was going to, he was going to be, yeah, you know. I get it. What What did you end up eating? Not a lot. I mean, like, we ordered, I ordered a couple things, like a burger, plain burger, mm-hmm. and uh, um, brisket sandwich. Okay. Mac and cheese and french fries. That's and a great, that's a great Henry order. We ate... Mac and cheese, some of it. I had a little bit of the brisket sandwich and he a quarter of the burger. Well, we didn't really finish it. It wasn't that good. Mm. And uh, we were like, I don't know. It's just like, whatever. But like, I got, you know, it's funny because I had to take him. He wanted to pee when we were at the park. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he asked me to make sure that the automatic flush doesn't flush. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bud, what are you talking about? We're going to a urinal. <laughs> and well, he's like, I usually what? take him to the bathroom. And then we walk in there and he's like, when will it flush? And he's like looking for the thing. I'm like, this is a no flush urinal, pal. This is one of those big boys that you could just pee in and nothing happens. No running water. You just go. It's like a hole in the ground? He loved it. No, it's a urinal. No, I get it, but it's just like you pee into a hole? No. Oh. You pee on the bee. Okay. You know, there's a bee usually or a fly. Okay. That's at the center of the splash zone mm-hmm. so that you don't get backsplash. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes into like a, some sort of double filtration thing. Mm-hmm. And then out. Mm. So he enjoyed the, that? He did. Okay. And then when, we had to, when he had to pee at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, he was very excited that the toilet was like the toilet at home because there was just a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he had a good toilet experience this weekend. Good. I'm glad. You know, and then we played a lot of baseball, a lot of tennis and a lot of, uh, Mickey, a lot of stinky and dirty. Mm -hmm. He's really back on stinky and dirty. Yeah. Yeah. And any super wings? No, no super wings this weekend. Interesting. He had asked for it and then decided changed his mind and said stinky and dirty. Mm. Um But yeah. It was good. He's like he's really good at delaying his bedtime. Uh and I he was up till I think last night he was up till oh maybe it was Friday night. One of the nights he was up till eight forty five. You didn't leave his room till 8.45? Oh, correct. What? We did a lot of stuff. What did you do? A lot of nighttime stuff. Mostly, you know, stargazing. Uh-huh. Discussing space. Uh-huh. He asked where space was during the day, and I said it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, actually a great question. <laughs> um, I was like, where do you think the, the sun is? And he's like, space? I was like, Yeah. So if you see the sun, space is still there. Um, what else did we do? I don't know. Yeah, it was a lot of like going outside to trip the motion lights. Big fan of that. Mm. But like, you know, when it's really dark, he loves it. Yes, he, he does. He gets very excited by the dark. He would have loved where I was this weekend. Maybe. Because it was quite dark. I find that like when you think he's going to love something like that, right. it, it terrifies him. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no. And then the thing that you don't even think about, he's like obsessed with. Yeah. And he's like, 
Yeah, and today. Yeah, tonight he look at him. He's just sitting up. He's very tired. Yeah, but he doesn't want to sleep to take a long time. <laughs> I know. Because you think he's going to... He goes, I forgot. This sleep takes a long time. I don't want it to take a long time. (laughs) Oh, my God. Look, he is an active child who loves his him time. He does. He really does. But he also... I had to order another... I ordered a bucket of 48 balls. Oh, my God. How long do you think it'll take to lose... Current trajectory, two weeks. Oh, my God. I mean, we don't lose them. We know where they are. No, I know, but we They're can't access them. in the shrubs 20 feet above us or on our roof. Yeah. Oh, boy. So at some point when the gardeners trim those hedges, they're going to be like, what the heck? Yeah. He's got, <laughs> he's got, he hits a, he hits a, he has a high launch angle with his swing. Yeah. I mean, he really cranked it at T-ball. Like, I was like... Did he? I was impressed. Wow. Because they were like hits. They weren't like... You know, he wasn't like knocking the T over too. Mm. He was like cutting through and Mm -hmm. just hitting the ball and up. And then he almost hit a soccer team that was like down, like way away. Yeah, and one of the, the soccer kids threw it back. Wow. So... Look, he likes he likes hitting things. He likes hitting balls with a thing. I did order him a Mike Trout glove, right-handed for him, Aww. so he can figure that out. You mean a glove that goes on his left hand? Correct. Yeah, yeah. so that he can throw right-handed because yeah. he throws. He throws generally. It righty. depends if he's holding a bat. He'll be throwing it with his left hand, and he throws very well with both hands, so whatever. Hmm. All right, well, we should take a He'll little He'll probably break. be like oh. Raphael Devers, a right-handed third baseman who bats left. Um, all right, we're going to take a little break, but before we do, please do email us at mattanddory at gmail.com or doryandmatt at gmail. Call us at 413-461-BABY. And again, just a reminder, you can get our weekly recaps of Great British Bake Off at patreon.com slash excellentadventure. Those are for the $10 level and above patrons. Um, but the... GBBO. The first one is available to all patrons. So if you want to just like test it out, you can always join for a dollar and then listen and decide if you want to go for the whole thing. Um... All right, we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. Okay. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, 
tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hello, we're back. Hello. Thanks for joining us again. Um, all right, we got this email from Carrie and... Carrie, I apologize because you 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 wrote in and said, "Hi, Dory, Matt. Hoping I get this question in before Sunday recording." And you sent it last Sunday, and last week we recorded on Saturday. We really messed with your head. So, you know, we 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 juked when you thought we were going to jive, and uh, apologies. Oh, and we will be recording on Saturday next week. Actually, get your get your last minute emails in on Saturday. Yeah. Um. So anyway, sorry about that, but reading your question this week anyway. Um, I'm having an FET on Wednesday and I'm wondering if you took time off afterwards with my fresh transfer. I think I took transfer day and the following day off. I clicked around the infertility subreddit wiki, which is an amazing resource, but didn't come up with anything. I've heard people do both. Ultimately, I'm sure it's just down to personal preference and access to PTO, but I'm curious what your thoughts are. Thanks. What's Henry going to be for Halloween? Have you decorated yet? Will you trick or treat in your neighborhood? (laughs) Carrie, who is in 2,000-ish square feet. Doesn't say where, but okay. Um, Maybe two packages of Kogels this year. Those are hot dogs. None Mm. from Costco because I've switched to the chicken bake. I see. The chicken bake is a good value. It's a lot of food in that chicken bake. TVs, four, including a bedroom TV and a tiny kitchen TV that exclusively plays Miss Rachel. Thanks for that. Upside down smiley face emoji. I think that means she doesn't really that's thank the, us that's for the it. genuine smile emoji right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um i think i took the day off but not the following day if i recall correctly it was so long ago it's hard to even remember what happened well i did have a I wonder what recent transfer that didn't work. I'm not familiar. Mm. That was so long ago. Right. Sure. <laughs> I thought, I assumed she was asking about the one that worked. Oh yeah. Maybe the ones that didn't work. You went back to work too soon. Maybe. Although I doubt it. It's not like I'm a, you know, I'm, I don't work in construction. Not yet. Um, you asked what Henry's going to be for Halloween. He is going to be a giraffe. That was his choice. That was his choice. And I'm checking to see. Will the giraffe costume ever arrive? Unknown. It says it was supposed to arrive yesterday. It has not arrived. It's still on the way. Oh, is it coming via the United States Postal Service? It is. That's exactly what happened. It looks like it was in Atlanta on Friday. Great. Then you'll get it in another week and a half. (laughs) You know, actually, I find the Postal Service to be better than FedEx. Mm. Like across the board. Personally, no, that's not correct. Okay. And you know how I feel about FedEx. It's it's been correct for me. I get I get real angry about FedEx sometimes. Uh, FedEx is has just been horrible for me, kind of unilaterally. FedEx ground is maybe the slowest form of shipping ever invented, um, especially. So you're saying that had you given it to somebody in the Pony Express, 
and they had ridden. I actually think it might get here faster. I see. Um, but especially if it's coming from like across the country, I mean, the, they route it through God knows where it generally takes about 10 days for a FedEx ground package to get here from like New York. The only times I ever, and this is going to sound very luxurious to have people out there, but the only times I, I ever deal with FedEx now is when I'm getting something overnighted. Well, la de freaking da. Yep. That's why you don't hate FedEx, because if you got stuff delivered FedEx ground, you'd be like, what is happening? Literally, I, are they using the Pony Express? I think it's important to remember packages do their own thing for a lot, a lot of the time that is true they anyway sort of like, so you know uh, giraffe the, yeah surprisingly giraffe costumes in his size were hard <laughs> to come understand by understand why she's surprised by this she's, she said this to me as well why she's also saying it to you because you could either get one that would clearly be too small yeah or one that would clearly be too big it's again it's no surprise why is that no surprise because giraffe is like it's probably like number three thousand four hundred on the costume hot list it's not high i'll tell you that <laughs> and as a re- also like it's like how do you make a costume the neck is supposed to be so long what do we do about that like this is the only good giraffe costume you could put on is the the toys r us giraffe mm. what was his name Jeffrey the giraffe. Jeffrey, that's right. Um, anyway, so I found one on eBay that I think will fit. That came. An it eBay did? package came for you. It's oh. on the bed. Oh. You took it. It was on the recycling bin. I think you brought it. No, in. that was not an eBay package. That was oh, something else. Because it was supposed to have said it was going to be delivered. And I was like, what is Dory eBay? Henry's giraffe costume. Understood. Um, so. You know, we'll report back. If it doesn't fit, uh, we're going to have a problem. Um, astronaut. Yeah, he was an astronaut last year, and he thought he had to be an astronaut again because that was the costume that we had, which is, like, very sweet. Um, but we told him that he could be whatever he wanted, and he said that he wanted to be a giraffe. Did you know that his Ghostbuster shirt glows in the dark? I did not know that. The ghost glows in the dark. What? We found that out yesterday. Wow, that is cool. That was a hand-me-down, so I really had no idea. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we have not decorated yet. Well, today, Actually, two pumpkins yeah. went out. Yeah, um, Henry and Holly painted some pumpkins. I have not seen them yet. Henry took his pumpkin and turned it into a gourd. It just He just made it green. That's pretty funny. Um, Will we trick or treat in our neighborhood? Maybe. Uh, Yeah, I guess last year there was that thing, the block party thing. Yeah. And, you know, he he goes to bed so early, especially last year. Like, we didn't really have that much time to trick or treat. Which really worked out for all of us. Yeah. And he didn't really get it and, like, didn't really care. No, he'll care now. He'll care now. Now that he's, like... And now that he's more aware of candy. And everything that happens. And like his favorite thing about tennis now is the lollipop he got. Yeah, which I'm going to have to have a little chat with his tennis she teacher. Is gonna, she's got, I mean, he's going to expect it next week. I yeah. know, but I think I'm just going to tell her, you you will have to tell him you don't have any lollipops. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I think we answered all your questions. Okay. We're going to hear a voicemail on a different topic. Hi, I'm Taylor, and I'm thinking that maybe I should send an email instead because I'm pretty early in your podcast, Um, and so I'm not up-to-date enough to actually hear the answer to my question. Anyway, um, thank you so much for your journey and for the education you've provided to so many people, both within and without the medical community. I know that I've use examples that you've given in your personal experience or in the experience of others um, on your podcast to educate the other students around me at medical school about what IVF is like and also the process of trying to get pregnant. 
because it's incredible that any child exists actually once you learn the process in medical school. True. Anyway, the point is, I am, I don't know if I technically qualify as a non-traditional student at this point, but I'm 28. And so I, because of the specialty that I want to do, I won't be out of school for another nine years. Jesus. And if I don't want to have kids until I get out of school, I will be 30, I'll be in my late 30s. Um, once I finally graduate, um, should I be thinking about freezing my yes. eggs? I have a partner, um, and he and I plan on getting married. Um, so we could potentially freeze embryos. I just like don't know when I should start thinking about that. And when you talk to medical professionals, they don't give you honest answers. And I know that if you start the process earlier, then, I mean, you've got better chances. At, at what at what point, at what age do you wish that you had, oh. if, if you both knew each other, you had started thinking about creating embryos? Anyway. Um, oh, she's 28, so there you go. Actually, if you could email me back. That we, um, that we answered it? she going to give her email address? She didn't me? email me. Oh, That's no. The ask. I will send you an email. She, um, she didn't, though. Thank you Look, so much she better. for listening to my message. And I hope everything is going great with y'all. And I'm excited to continue listening to your podcast and learning more about your journey. Okay. Actually, you know what? Goodbye. I could text her. Because I don't remember. Um, okay. So, a couple things. One is... A big egg freezing study actually just came out and it was basically like, um, this doesn't work that well, <laughs> especially if you freeze your eggs after age 35. Well, which like we kind of knew, but I feel like for a few years, people were really like pumping up egg freezing as like, this is it. This is the solution. And now people are like, oh, actually turns out the, 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 pregnancies from the pregnancies that have like the odds of pregnancy that have resulted what am i trying to say the attempts at pregnancy from eggs that have been frozen the rate of success is not very high okay it's not as high as kind of it has been like put out into the world okay and basically you are much better off freezing embryos so my suggestion to you taylor since you you do say you're you have a partner yep and they do plan on getting married and you do plan on getting married and you do plan on having children if it is within your means perhaps you live in a state where ivf is covered i don't know i would freeze your freeze embryos with your partner then you have them they're in the freezer. They're ready to go. What is your What is the look on your face? Just thinking about a lot can happen in nine years. You You're know? saying she what might. What are you going to do with these embryos if you, if you potentially separate. aren't with your partner anymore? I mean. And that becomes a legal wrangle. Yeah. If you, if you are at all worried about that, I would just freeze your eggs. But I would do it now. I would freeze your eggs right now. Yeah. Like right this second. Do it right now. Embryo. Again, you know how you feel. Mm-hmm. If you're like, there's no way this is going south. It probably is. If you have some doubts about whether or not you'll be together in nine years, you will be. That's the reverse math. Thank you. Um, okay, Taylor, thank you for calling in and for listening. All right. This next one is great because it is from a listener named Benji who first emailed us in 2017. I'm familiar with that year. Um, Which is kind of fun to get an email from someone from that long ago. So Benji writes, it's been a while for my last message. You read it back in episode 35. Long time ago. Wanted to check in about our latest development. Why my wife and two other courageous women just sued the attorney general of Kentucky. Nice. Over the state's abortion ban. The two primary arguments of the case are that it infringes on their religious freedom as Jews 
and that the law is so vague that it makes many common medical procedures with IVF illegal. As we all know, there are far too many challenges that come with infertility. New abortion bans across the country are written so vaguely, especially in Kentucky, that doctors may need to consult with lawyers before performing medically necessary procedures. And those lawyers will shrug and go, <laughs> I don't know. Love what you both do. Keep it up. Hope you had a wonderful new year. And Shana Tova, Benji from Louisville, Kentucky, in 1,500 square foot bi-level house with wife, three-year-old science baby, dog, and one 55-inch TV downstairs. <laughs> I went back and... I like that it's a bi-level. I went back and reread Benji's emails and he had to do Tessie because he, he, right. he had like no sperm. You remember that? No, no. Oh. <laughs> the way I you mean, said, in a way I do, actually. <laughs> the way you said it was like, oh, yes, Benji with Tessie. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, Benji, your wife sounds awesome. Thank you for doing what you do in the courier journal you can take a look at that article yes he sent a link to an article um, love the headline jewish women sue kentucky abortion ban defying religious rights yeah they well it looks like they shoved a lot of keywords into this url three jewish women file suit against kentucky abortion law say it violates religious freedom well i mean it's like okay you want to play that game well exactly they're always talking about religion yeah um yeah, 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 but uh, we meant our religion. Right, exactly. No, 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 not you. Yeah. We only want to talk about it when it works for us. We're just talking about white Christian people. <laughs> but we're enforcing our beliefs on everybody else. Um, yeah, this is, this is, there's a lot in here from Benji's wife. This is very cool. Thank you, Benji, for sending this. All right, we're going to listen to one more voicemail, and then we're going to take a little break. Okay. Hello, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. Uh, my name is also Matt. Nice. And my middle name's Henry. So wow. that's kind of funny. <laughs> um, so uh, I just am calling to put out uh, the SCAD signal, uh, S-C-A-D. Uh, it's also called Sudden Coronary Artery Dissection. It's an uncommon Sounds type bad. of heart attack affecting mostly younger women without any comorbidities. Hmm. Um a subsection of these are uh, heart attacks are with uh, are pregnancy related and can occur postpartum due to hormones. Apparently, uh, my wife, who is 44 years young, had one of these heart attacks about three months ago uh, at four months postpartum with our second science baby. Wow. The good news is that uh, time and medicine is that all that most women need to heal from SCAD, which is what's been prescribed for my wife. Um, the not so good is that future pregnancies are not advised for women who have had experienced SCAD. Hmm. Uh, according to the Mayo Clinic, SCAD may be related to childbirth and or fertility hormone um, related, uh, possibly IVF treatment related, but that's... Uh, there's no solid evidence for that. Um, and there's still a lot of research to be done. Uh, so I would like your help with putting out the SCAD signal, S-C-A-D. Uh, what anecdata is out there related to SCAD and IVF, if any? And have any listeners carried pregnancy post-SCAD? Uh, we're a family of four living in approximately 1,000 square feet oh, in the Pacific Northwest with a 44-inch TV and uh, Teton beef hot dogs <laughs> and also Oscar Mayer turkey dogs sometimes. Do they count? <laughs> Anyways, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thanks, Matt. Uh, that's like 250 square feet a person. That's pretty small. Um, I bet you're on like a 17 acres of land, though. Uh, yeah, so the SCAD SCAD, SCAD signal is signal. out. It's gone out. Anybody, uh, post SCAD diagnosis, uh, holler at us, get a pregnant uh, pregnancy and carry to term. Yep, anecdata that's what we do here. We love it. All right, we're gonna take a little break and we'll be right back. Okie doke. Planning for your next trip. 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, we're back. Hello. Looks like the voicemail line is filled up. We got another one coming into us. We do have another one. Remember, you can leave a voicemail for us as well. You can, and you can also email us uh, a voice memo. So, you know, if you have bad reception or whatever, you can just record a voice memo on your phone and email it to us at DorianMatt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail. Beautiful. All right. Here is another voicemail. Hi, Matt and Dory. I just thought I'd weigh in on the uh, paid parental leave and give um, my thoughts on a few things. So I'm an American living in the UK and married to a Brit and um, uh, we had recently had twins and my, uh, my company gave me six months full pay and then I had like a year entitled to a year, which was um, a statutory pay. So you get a a small stipend um, for the rest of the year, but you can definitely keep your job after the year, but things are moving in a good direction in this, in this country. My husband was able to get four months paid leave. So that was incredibly helpful um, in that first year with twins. And since then, um, I work, I also, I work closely with Sweden and in that country, it's men and women are given equal six months each. I think, don't quote me on that. I'm sure a Swedish person could, could better explain, but that's done a lot to create gender equality and, um, not allow women to be discriminated against, you know, cause some employers don't want to hire women because, they 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 are in childbearing age, and so it's just leveled the playing field um, for everybody. And then recently, my husband works for a large bank in the UK. They've announced equal maternity paternity leave. I think it's four months paid for for both wow. men and women, or adopted, or whatever situation. And I just think that's the only way to over time, like fix the gender pay gap and other things is to level the playing field. I know it's the UK and it's annoying to hear, um, but this is one of the main reasons why I've moved here um, is because the attitudes towards work-life balance and parental support. And I'm not, you know, having any more kids, but I make sure the employers I work for as I employ people have these sorts of policies. So just thought I'd weigh in. So I'm in the UK in London um, 1,600 square feet, mm. one TV, probably like 42 inches, which is pretty big for the UK, um, <laughs> three-year-old twins. Um, yeah, that's us. Oh, and no hot dogs, just lots of Frank uh, schnitzels and chorizo and bratwurst. Sausage rolls? Nothing, not Any schnitzels. Sausage um, just nothing uh, that qualifies, but lots of European-style style, uh, hot dogs. Thanks. Love you guys. Thank you. Uh, I'm jealous of everything she said. Me too. Up to and including her square footage in London. Um, <laughs> you know, that's why I actually, believe it or not, this is, I'll bring this up. That's why I really liked when Pete Buttigieg was like, peace, I got a kid now. I'm going to mm. take, take my leave. Mm-hmm. And How I long also, did he take? He took a few weeks, like a month or something. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, obviously, what'd the right do? They didn't like that. What are you doing? You're a man. Why are you, why are you taking a leave? You're such a baby. Ugh. They're the worst. I just think if we all weren't so on the internet if we all weren't on the internet the world would be a lot better <laughs> yeah, that's probably true um yeah i mean it's also just a reminder of like how much this country sucks well we're ass backwards yeah i we mean really and, and 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 in so many hurtling 
hurtling back to the dark ages. Yeah, we really are. At a at a rate not seen since who knows when. It's unfucking believable. It's unbelievable. It's true. Don't forget to vote. <sighs> All right. Um This is <laughs> this is an email from uh, Andrea says hi Matt and Dory I haven't written an email in a while I'm enjoying your podcast especially hearing all about Henry's personality and interests as he grows older I'm responding to a question Matt posed in your most recent ep what makes a TV family versus not a TV family I've been wondering this ever since the TV stats started on your pod my husband and I both grew up in TV families in his home his parents had the TV on in the background at all times in my family, our, fa- our family time was a couple of hours mm-hmm. together in front of the TV every night per week before bed. And my parents had must-watch shows they couldn't miss. Despite this, my own family, me, husband, 14-year-old daughter, are not a TV family. We live in a 2,000-square-foot house with one small, older TV. We don't have cable and haven't had cable for at least 12 years. Our TV is only used when there's the occasional show or movie we yeah. all want to watch on one of the streaming services. This happens maybe once every two weeks. The TV otherwise collects dust. Why are we like this when we both grew up in TV families? I'm not positive. It definitely has something to do with having a child. When she was a toddler and preschooler, we didn't want her exposed to commercials slash advertising. And as she got older, we also didn't want her to be exposed to all the negativity in the news and such. So we have just gotten used to not having our lives centered on a television and don't feel a need to do anything differently. Oh, also, none of us are sports fans or gamers. So really no need for much TV mm-hmm. time. Love your pod. Andrea in the Catskills in upstate New York. Already shared most of my stats. As for hot dogs, I recently lost my taste for them. So I haven't had any in many months. Husband and daughter have about two a week. We have one Brussels Griffon dog and two Devon Rex cats. We acquired our second cat back in August. Sometimes I'm still shocked to see three animals running yeah. around the house. Love them all. Wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, yeah, it is funny. Is it like a snap? Is it like a... I mean, we had the TV on all the time. All, really? All the time. We had a TV in the kitchen. We had a TV in the living room. We had a, I had a TV in my room. My parents had a TV in their room. My sister had a TV in her room. My brother had a TV in his room. This is fascinating. We had two TVs, one in my parents' room and one in the like s- like uh, enclosed porch slash den area. Yeah. That was it. We None had- of the kids had TVs in their bedrooms. There was no TV in the kitchen. We had TVs in, in I guess, almost every room. Not the dining room or the living room. But we had them in the den. Mm-hmm. And then all the bedrooms. And the kitchen. And the kitchen. Wow. So interesting. And, like, I got a cable box in my room when I was, like, 13. Wow. 13 or 14. Um and I mean, I watched, I watched, I watched all of television. Yeah. For a long time. Turned me into the winner I am today. <laughs> Thanks, TV. Uh, um, yeah. But in an adult life, you don't watch a ton. I don't of watch TV. a ton of TV. Yeah. I don't know why. You watch a lot of YouTube. I do watch a lot of YouTube. I mean. So you're still consuming media on a screen. Yeah. But it's usually, I'm usually not ever just doing that. Because mm-hmm. even when I'm in here and I have like, I'm playing a PlayStation game and YouTube is going. Yeah. Dory goes like, what is, what is happening? It's too much for my non ADHD I can't, brain. I can't do it any other way. Ugh. Um, I, I love television. I love TV shows. I love I I love like just the medium of television. But weirdly, she never watched Medium with Kira Sedgwick. No, I didn't. <laughs> How did you know that? Um, like I just think there's TV. Like good TV is just it's so not HBO. um no it's uh it's not tv it's It's hbo HBO. um good tv is just so good like i i also just love being like immersed in a story and getting into the storytelling and getting invested in a story and characters and and, and fast forwarding through the spooky parts and fast forwarding through the spooky parts or covering my eyes and if there's any violence i also fast forward through that yeah that's my impression of dory i well i generally avoid shows 
like that or if no, i'm watching don't. like you're one always of my watching british people yeah, solve I, murders no no if, but in my british people solve murder shows they always do a cold open with the murder and i just like fast forward through the actual murder and then i just get to the rest of the show and then mm. there's no more murder uh, it's very easy nice um so yeah i mean you know i think it's interesting because i think like screens have been so demonized especially when it comes to kids and like i get it I, I really, I fully get it. Um, but I also think that there's a little bit of like throwing the baby out with the bathwater kind of yeah. going on. Um, and I think there is a lot of, there's a lot of great TV. There's a lot of bad TV, but I think there's a lot of great TV. And like, I personally would not want to live in a world where I didn't have access to TV. Bat, wow, I get. I bet you didn't know that I was going to come out so strongly for TV. Mm, I mean, I do, I do know that you watch more of it than I do, mm-hmm. like traditional television. So, whatever arguments you're formulating while you're in that living room, I don't know. <laughs> um, and you know, also, it's like I I'm married to someone who works in television, um, and I live in a... I'd like to again, please hire me. And I live in a town where, you know, I, I have a lot of friends who work in TV. And maybe that's part of, like, why I'm able to appreciate TV. Because I'm, like, close to it, but I'm not in it. Like, I, I think, I think actually... Wow, I didn't know I have so many thoughts about this. Now that I know people who work in TV, I have a greater appreciation for what goes into making a TV show. Mm-hmm. Meaning the amount of hours I was gone. The amount of hours. To the, make a half hour, to the, make a 22 minutes the of TV. Number, the number of people oh, sure. who work on a TV show. The Just all of it is so much more elaborate and expensive. and Like there's just so much more going on than I w- ever would have imagined. And that, you know, that is the magic of television. You don't see the work. You just see the finished product. Like no one watching a 22 minute episode of TV wants to like feel all the people working on the show that takes you out of the show, you know? So, mm. uh, and, and I don't get like taken. I, and I think you sometimes get taken out of the show because you notice things that the average mm-hmm. viewer doesn't notice. Yeah. yeah. And that takes you out of the show. Whereas like, I don't know enough to notice those things. I just kind of have the like, Oh, like this oh, show yeah. was really hard to make, or you know what I mean? Like, I'll like see a show when they're shooting something outside, and then they don't like cover the other person with like a medium, and I'm like, they're running out of daylight, and they didn't have time to cover that. So, right, and like to me, I, I a don't notice it, and I b don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Look, I, I like TV. All right, on a totally different note. <laughs> Here is that was, that was a, a very extensive defense of television. No, I mean it was very interesting. I didn't, did not see it coming. Everybody, this is I. I said I bet you didn't see that coming. And they were like, "No, I did see it coming." But now you said I didn't see it coming because you went on for many minutes after that. I did. <laughs> I said I didn't know I had so many thoughts about it, but I guess I did. All right, this is a voicemail on a completely different topic. Hey, Matt, Dory, Henry, Bo, and Holly. I am calling Dory to let you know that you are a notary, a notary influencer. You mentioned in passing a couple weeks ago, maybe I'll become a notary. And then on all the listservs that I'm a part of, all the like moms group listservs and WhatsApp groups, people kept saying, I need a notary. Is anybody a notary? I need to get something notarized last minute. And if that happened, the word notary like came across my eyes or ears like 10 times in three days. And I was like, I think I should become a notary. Wow. So I applied and through my state and which was like, I just sent a letter saying, Hey, I want to become a notary. Here's two references. And they're like, okay, cool. Come on in and get your stamp next Wednesday and go through an hour what? orientation and pay $75. So I just want to let you know I am becoming a notary. And wow. I think that that's so cool. That's I work amazing. from home. You so have I'm your own seal. Um, around the neighborhood and maybe meet people at coffee shops and, you know, make a little extra cash. I just think it sounds fun, actually. I don't even really um, 
not even really about the side hustle. It's just like, wow, look at me. I can do it, and I did it. So, Joy, your influence, the world of no carries, no tarot. No, there's got to be a work for Anyway, now I'm just rambling. Sorry, Is it I'm notary publics so or notaries really public? Really my head. All right, have good a good question. one. Okay, I have a lot of questions. I'm curious what state you live in because in California... You can't just like show up and be like, here's $75, give me my notary stamp. You have to take a course, Mm -hmm. then you have to pass a test, Mm -hmm. and then you can become a notary. But there, I feel like the notary class lobby must be strong. I mean, it's also like, don't take our gig. Let's figure out ways to make other people. Totally. Let's gatekeep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The other thing that I learned. Um, is that some states allow you to do remote notarying. Yes, that's true. But not in California. Correct. So in some states, it can be a quite a lucrative side hustle because you don't have to travel or have oh, like yeah. an if office. You're just sitting you're there. You're just sitting at there. At your desk. You at your desk. You like 20 appointments in, a, in an hour. Yes. Like just notarizing. Hmm. So in conclusion, I'm planning on moving to a state where I can be an online notary. Great. Thank I you. I think we'll enjoy it. Okay. Um, this is very cool. I uh, I accept the title of notary fluencer. Thank you. I really thought she was going to say that everybody in her WhatsApp and stuff just decided to become I thought so notaries. too. That it was like the, it would suddenly become like the cool mom Like you were gig. like, <laughs> your newsletter had like really penetrated that's funny. I don't think I ever talked about it in the newsletter. I just well, talked about it here. There you go. New topic. Um, okay. We, I think we're going to wrap things up. But I want to uh, Do you read, read Alex's okay. email because he it. went through a lot of effort. Okay, you're right. Go ahead. In an effort to answer Matt's question about what you get when you go straight up from London. I mean, really down. Uh, I had to make an assumption about what Matt was really asking. Was he asking, where do you end up if you go straight over the North Pole from London and stop at the same latitude north? That is exactly what I was thinking. Uh, Or two, do you end up, where do you end up if you go straight over the North Pole and back down until you are directly across the center of the Earth from London? The classic dig straight through the center of the Earth. I took London uh, as Big Ben for this exercise gave me the coordinates and then to answer question one it would be the Aleutian Aleutian Island though not on land and answer two which is really what I was getting at was uh, no I was getting at answer one but I'd like to know two is it puts you in the South Pacific just southwest of New Zealand going up and over you'd run into a portion of Russia then get close to the Otland Island chain near Fiji After going over Antarctica, you wouldn't cross land again until north of the equator at West Africa. Wow. Then back to Europe with Spain, France, and then back to London. Wow. Kids in parts of South America can dig straight down and get to China. (laughs) It's uh, Alec in 3,000 square feet, suburban Cleveland, wife, two science kids, four TVs, two bedrooms, two in the bedroom, one in the basement. And the largest being 65 in the living room. Primary couch situated 14 feet, 6 inches from the screen. Thank you, Alec. I Thank appreciate you, Alec. I appreciate your, your everything. And then one more on this digging to China situation. Uh, from Devin, hello, Matt, Dory, Bo, and Henry. I've been listening since the advent of the pod and recommended it to a couple of friends who needed help from science. I'm emailing in relation to the short discussion about what is on the other side of the world which Matt <laughs> referenced by saying, dig a hole to China. It was asked if China is actually on the other side of the world. Well, the opposite longitude of roughly 125 and the same latitude, the closest major city to Los Angeles, is in fact Beijing, China. Whoa. Wow. I could dig a hole to China. Get digging. Wow. That's exciting. Anyway, that's for Devin. Uh, single male, Ontario, Canada. 900 square foot basement apartment with one TV that is 40 inches and over a dozen hot dogs in 2022. Thank you, gentlemen. 
it's a reminder and that does it for this podcast reminder you can support us on patreon get the uh, bonus episodes that's two bonus episodes every month uh but then because it's bake-off season you're getting four episodes of bake-off plus the two episodes every month if you're at the ten dollar level and if you support us at the five dollar level or above you get your name right of the podcast each month and you get the back catalog of episodes so don't be afraid you don't have to miss anything thanks to carolyn crampton carolyn n casey rose kathy hill janami worth karen corinne morgan cynthia meisner diana uh dr beverly crusher edwina goodingham elena piling ellen f emily erica brown aaron aaron good aaron turley frederick Herwa and his new band is the anti-time eruption <laughs> greer watson greta truitt heather hanley hillary berry jackie g janice montes jennifer sika J- jennifer olson jennifer Steele, jenny fick jesse Hendricks, jessica garcia Jessica Grigsby. Jessica Manilovich. Joanna Rao. Julia Schulenberg. Julie McLaren. Julie Phillips. Kane McCall. Caitlin Donahoe. Karen Thakershi. And Kat C. Thank you all for supporting us. And everyone, don't forget to email us. Mandorygmail.com. Doryman.gmail.com. Leave a voicemail. 413-461. Baby. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>